0: Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz.
1: Welcome to Episode 10. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel.
0: Hey, Scott. How are you?
1: Good. How are you doing? Good. Um, this is a special episode. This is episode number 10. And uh, we're doing something a little different than we've done for um, really two through nine. Um, like episode one, this is just going to be you and I. Yes. And um, But instead of doing a behind the scenes like we did in episode one, we're doing a Q&A. Um, so through some back and forth, we decided to um, do a Q&A every 10 episodes. We're going to try to do it every 10 episodes. So yes. Episode 20 should be another Q&A. And hopefully, because we're doing it every 10 episodes, we can get 10 questions for every episode. That's yeah. the goal. Um, so before we even move into WordPress photography-related news um, and then into the Q&A, let's first um, share it where everybody can ask questions. Now, of course, you can comment on any show with questions. Yep. But if you want to submit specifically for the Q&A episode... Um, go to imagely.com slash podcast slash Q. And there you'll be presented with a form where you can uh, ask your question and include your name. If you, for whatever reason, don't want to include your name, just write a fake name like John or Jane. <laughs> we don't even care. Yeah. Uh, we just want your question. So, um, but you'll see we are going to share names, not last names, just first names, with every question.
0: Yeah. And and really, if you have a question, please feel free to submit because, you know, if one person has a question, I promise you there are 10 other people with that question. And it's really exciting for Scott and I to get to talk through this stuff and to see what photographers specifically want to deal with. And then we can sort of curate our guests on to help answer these questions in in following episodes better. So it's sort of a win win for everybody.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so the Q and A's are very important for that. Um, be able to get at all those questions and answers as, as they come in. And, and we know that, um, like what Rachel has said, um, everybody's, the questions are popular, even yeah. if you don't think so. So, um, anyway, uh, let's dig in a little bit. Uh, there's only a tiny bit of news, even though it's actually a really big thing of news. It's not WordPress specific, but, uh, Instagram is now allowing multiple accounts Inside of Instagram. So for me personally, uh, I have had my personal Instagram, and then I've had the Imagely Instagram on my iPad. So my personal was on my iPhone, and the Imagely was on my iPad. And now I don't have to have my iPad. In fact, I mostly use the iPad for that because um, the iPhones are large enough. I don't even need the iPad anymore, really, for me personally. Um, So now that I have, um, you know, Scott Wyden and imagely follow both of those on Instagram um, <laughs> uh, you know in one basically in one app I don't need to to log in and out I just literally switch which user I'm using uh that's a brilliant thing so we'll link to that announcement uh in the show notes that also contains how to activate that in your instagram app so and really as cool
0: photographers thing. if you don't have a personal and business account like right now mine is all in one, but now is the time to make that switch yeah. if, if you are so inclined now you can do it from both was it a slow rollout or did they do it all at once
1: uh, it was slow it's slow over all last week so now That's everyone cool. should have it um okay. for, you know it's, it's millions of users so it's possible that it's still being rolled out but it should be in your account by now uh, yeah so.
0: so it just means you can switch between two instagrams in one uh app
1: yep right? and the cool part is which is not really talked about much Well, i'll be the First to say it. Um, for my personal account, I don't go when I do the Facebook share. I go to my Facebook page, right? Oh,
0: okay. Um,
1: I don't go to a Facebook personal profile for that. Um, I actually use If This and That I- yep. ifttt um, in order to send all my Instagrams to my personal Facebook page. However, um, for when I actually click the Facebook button inside of Instagram, it's going to my Scott Wyden, uh, you know, Facebook page page, not personal profile. So with the multiple account, you and same thing for Twitter, yep. um, for the multiple account, you can set that up again for that other account. So oh,
0: that's huge. Yes.
1: So when I share through the Imagely account, it's going to the Imagely Twitter and Facebook, not to the Scott Wyden Imagely and yep. uh, Facebook and Twitter. So that's a very important thing. Really, really great stuff that you can do now. Instagram, they should have done that years ago, but I'm glad that it's done now.
0: Well, I think they're trying to move it more towards a business supporting yeah, platform
1: and yeah. they weren't at first, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um so let's uh talk a little bit about the schedule. Um yeah. just to make sure that it's out there again. The schedule we're aiming for every other Thursday to release okay. the episode. And I think we've talked about this in the past, but and we've been on track um after episode four we started we started with the schedule. Yep. And so now we are actually scheduled by the time we're done recording up at this episode, episode 10 uh, we should be scheduled through March, which I think is fantastic. Um, yeah. So the downside to the schedule is we may record this, you know, we're, we're recording this on February 16th, but it may not come out until March. Right. Um, so there may be time where we deviate from the schedule, but for the most part, we're going to go every other Thursday. Um. So you can expect that in your iTunes or wherever you're subscribing every other Thursday. Uh, and... Uh they get published in the mornings around 7 a.m. Eastern time. Um we will take out take off for the holidays. So yeah. uh you know we're not gonna record episodes on holidays. We probably won't release episodes on holidays either. So Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, if those all fall on Thursdays.
0: Which Thanksgiving pro- does. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you you probably won't see a new episode during that week, you know, or, or however it goes. Um, I guess we
0: should clarify for our U.S. listeners that yeah. Thanksgiving, because both Scott and I are based in the U.S. Yes. We've had yeah. some outside of the U.S. listeners, and we welcome you, but we do follow the U.S. Yeah. schedules. <laughs>
1: yeah. And there is a Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know the exact day of that, but so, anyway, yeah, we will be following the U.S. schedule. So, a yeah. um, little bit of uh, cool highlights. Uh, So, we've been in the um, new and noteworthy section of arts visual arts and technology categories in itunes which is fantastic mm. we discovered over the weekend we or just maybe friday we have been featured uh i think number 181 or 180 i forgot what it was uh of uh of the top 200 uh podcasts in visual arts um in itunes so we've been we're uh, on the top charts, which is a fantastic achievement. We're so happy. So yeah, um, and thank
0: you. Thank you to our listeners. Yeah. I mean, we really want to do this for you guys. So we like that you're liking the content and anything we can do to make it better. Let us know. We will do that.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, and, and please continue leaving great reviews for us. Um, we love seeing it. Um, of course, if you have any concerns about the podcast, yeah, send let us, us an know. email or, or, or comment or with it and we'll, uh, we'll address it. But, um, so thank you to everybody who has been subscribing, listening and, and leaving reviews. We, 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 we really do appreciate it. So, um, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's jump, jump in. Jump Q&A. So, um, why don't we go, I'll start with one and then you go to the next. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need to take a drink of water. So I'm going to, why don't you start with one? Cause <laughs> I need
0: so Tom asked, I would like to know how to publish 360 photos Taken with the Ricola Theta S, is that right? Rico. The Rico
1: Theta, or Ricoh. it might be Theta. I'm not sure if it's Theta or Theta, but.
0: S camera to WordPress whilst keeping the photosphere functionality. So this one is out of my technical realm, <laughs> but I'm really interested in the answer, Scott.
1: Yeah, so the Rico is a three hundred and sixty degree camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of looks like a portable microphone type of thing. It's like yep. this long rectangle. And um you're supposed to put it on a tripod, but a lot of people just hold it up in the air like a statue of Liberty yeah. porch <laughs> and um it does a quick spin or maybe it sticks sticks cameras on a lot of i've never had put my hand on it, but I know people who have it um and it just in one quick swoop it does a three hundred sixty degree photograph, which yeah. you can then you know um embed in different places so um there are no Gallery plugins that currently that support that I know of that support the 360 degree um, virtual reality type pan things. Um, But there are plugins that you can uh, 360 degree players that you can embed. Basically, you embed the video of this 360 degree um, in on a page or post or wherever. So we'll include. Uh, a link to the WordPress directory searching for those plugins. That way you can quickly see them. Um, I don't know because I don't use it. Uh, I can't say which is best, which is, uh, you know, the worst. So I'm going to say, um, look at the reviews, look yeah. at the stats, um, read the descriptions, look at live demos, screenshots, and figure out which is best for you. Yeah. That a great yeah that, question. I mean,
0: that's a general rule of thumb for any plugin is to look at the reviews, look at the support. Obviously the support you would think for this because it's a new technology would be up to date, but then see if it's continually being updated. I think that's key. Yep. Isn't Nikon having a camera with that functionality too?
1: Yeah, they're releasing um, a 360 degree camera as well. It's a little bit bigger than the, the Ricoh one. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think they're trying to go after GoPro cause GoPro is going to be releasing one too, I believe. Okay. So,
0: well, so that's a great question. So as more cameras come out on the market, the functionality to plug it into WordPress will definitely grow. Yeah. So, you know,
1: and, and in fact, um, there's a Panasonic, uh, luminary that, uh, I know that, uh, at photo plus expo is actually asking me if, if we're going to add similar type functionality into next gen gallery. So we, um, we plan on working with him in the future to explore those options. So, yeah. I think I've
0: seen the Panasonic one at like CES in Las Vegas, you know, on Instagram. But So that's yeah. interesting. Does mm-hmm. it come out as a raw file or does it come out in it's, like a video it's format?
1: It's more of a video. I think there's stills that come with it, but I think it's more of a video that you embed. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: that's great. Well, thank you. Who was that, Tom? Thank you, Tom, for that question. Yes.
1: Um, so number two, Amy asks, how much of a pain in the tiny, tiny <laughs> is it to change themes? So um, it can be a hassle to change themes depending on what your theme offers to you currently. Um, so, for example, we've talked about page builders in the past. So episode seven, uh, we talked about page builders.
0: And eight. Uh, we talked about NH, the And yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so if you use a page builder, it can be a nightmare, really. It can be a nightmare Nightmare to change themes. It all depends on the page builder and the theme. So if you're using Divi, the Divi theme, and it has a page builder built in, you're using the, the Divi theme with page builder built in, and you change to uh, 2016, the default WordPress theme that comes with WordPress now. That page builder will not transfer with you. You lose all that content that you created. We don't lose it. Well, it's it's in the database. It's, right. it's not visible anymore. Correct. So, um, if you use Divi Page Builder, luckily Elegant Themes has created a plugin called Divi Page Builder, where you can then install the plugin version of Divi, and all that comes back. Right. So that means you can use it on any theme. Now, it won't be styled correctly on every single theme. Um, For the most part, styling is okay. But I personally notice things like bullets don't show when you're not using the Divi theme. So you need to go in and customize CSS to show bullets. So there's some downsides to this. Um,
0: So that's really technical. But let's take it back to, I think, the it, it can be really scary to think... Why Why would I want to change a theme? So the nice part about WordPress is that you can have all your data in the database and you can, in theory, change themes or dresses like when you are ready for a new look or a new branding. Um, what the Divi and all page builders work with is a thing called shortcodes. So shortcodes are either built into the theme and or the plugin. And so when you change that theme, not plugins as much, that's where you get a little bit of confusion as to where your content lives. Now, what I found with page builders like Divi built into the themes is that you can switch between the page builder view and the regular view. And if you don't see anything in your regular view, then you're going to have a problem when you switch over to a new theme.
1: Yeah, so page sense? page builders are really tricky. Um, if you're switching from one that has a page builder built in, Um, be prepared. You might have to make adjustments afterwards. Yeah. Um, And that's why
0: backups are so important. So don't make any changes without a backup. Don't, you know, make sure that you have something to revert back to if you need to, because that's what happens if things break, you then revert back and then you're able to start sort of fresh and Hopefully not make the state same mistakes again, but yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: we've all done it more than once.
1: <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about if you don't have a page builder. Um, right. Sometimes if, if you are switching themes, you might find your widgets go out of place. That's very common. Um, it doesn't mean anybody did anything wrong. It's just each theme has a different um, widget code and name and location and WordPress doesn't know this. So um, it doesn't know that every, what every theme uses. So it's not yeah. going to say, Hey, if you're, if you're using, you know, primary widget one here and this theme, it's called, you know, primary widget a WordPress doesn't know that it's the same spot, but a different right. name.
0: Now pro photo uses widgets heavily.
1: Yeah. So uh, even as, changing... as does the Genesis theme. Yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. So yep.
0: even changing, I know, from ProPhoto from one ProPhoto theme to another, you might find like you have a widget in your footer that then ends up in your sidebar. So that's what we mean yep. when we say widget.
1: Exactly, exactly. So uh, a lot of times, if WordPress doesn't know what to do with that widget that you have, you know that where the the, the sidebar that the widget goes into has changed, um, uh, then it'll either drop it into a default if there is a default. Or it will actually drop it into a section called inactive widgets. Right. And then you can just drag it back to where you need it. Um, right. so WordPress won't actually delete the widgets when you change themes. It'll just move it to a default area or into inactive widgets. And I use right. uh, air quotes for anybody listening, <laughs> um, <laughs> on that one. So, um, yeah, so changing themes can be tricky. Uh, you know, I will also preface a, uh, an, an, or, you know not breakfast because we're already <laughs> talking about this um <laughs> wrong use of wording um so in addition to backing up i will also say work with the support team of yes. wh- whoever theme you're using uh to help you make that transition smooth if you yes. need that help so yeah that's very important um, and i would
0: also say the support team of your host too like if you're on an imagely or um a GoDaddy managed hosting, you know, there there's a little bit more handholding involved yep. in those hosting. So you can say, I'm going from theme A to theme B on your host. I have my backup. Do you see any issues? I mean, a quick email like that may save you hours of time down right. the line.
1: Yep, that's for sure. Cool. You want to ask number three?
0: All right. Carissa asks, can I install custom fonts instead of having to code them in? And I think this is a great question. Oh,
1: yeah. I I get this question a lot. So So I'm glad this was asked.
0: Yeah. So um, without a doubt, if your theme does not support custom fonts, Typekit or Google fonts, then you can install uh, the use any font plugin, which will give you the ability to upload your own font files for use on your website there are also plugins which add Typekit and Google font support. And we have a link to that in the show notes.
1: Yeah, we, we're linking it to use any font. What this literally means, right? It literally means you could take a font from your computer and upload it to your website and have your website use that font. Yeah. Um,
0: now, I caution photographers because there's a whole thing about typography and right. there's browsers like Internet Explorer that won't show it, even if you have it. So... Just because you can use any font doesn't mean you want to use right. any, yep. every font.
1: <laughs> I, so my recommendation is typically go with a theme that um, supports Google Fonts out of the yeah. box. Yeah. Because Google Fonts are pretty yeah. much universally acceptable. Yep. Um, they're very pretty. Uh, they're fast to load, so they won't slow, slow down your website. Um
0: and they're supported by Google, that engine, yeah. so it's not coming yeah. from an upload from your computer, which then has to load and, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. and if you use Canva, um, the free version, not the work version, but all of the fonts in Canva that are free are the Google fonts. So you can really find some nice corresponding stuff for like yeah. all these free resources and then get, use that on your website and it, yeah. within all of your branding.
1: And for anybody who has not heard of TypeKit, um, it was acquired by Adobe a couple of years ago, I believe. Yeah. So it's an Adobe product. So just like Google Font, it's coming from a reliable uh, server. Yep. Uh, and again, they're quality fonts. It's just TypeKit is not 100% free. So. Correct. Um,
0: and I think there's a lot more options. And again, I always, I know with myself with fonts, like I can go crazy looking for one font for one thing for hours and hours and I get lost in this rabbit hole and it's just, you know, you want to be really careful when doing that. Yeah. But it is better than, what was it? There were five fonts that you could use before the Google Typekit stuff came out. And that was it on your web browsers. Yeah,
1: you're you pretty much stuck with, like, the Arial default, um Right, New York Georgia, Times, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, Times New Roman. So a lot of the standards. So Yeah. Um, cool. So next, uh, Jane asked, I change themes and I lose all my content. What do I do now? This quote sort of relates back to the you know two questions ago. Yep. Um, so the first thing is to revert back to the original theme to make sure all the content comes back. Um, after that, determine what content was lost and diagnose why. Was the content in a widget? Was it in a page builder? Um, contact your support person if you need help with determining all that or making the switch smoothly, as we have said. Yeah. Um, and of course. Use your backup if you need to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so we should clarify that too. So you move to a new theme, you go to WordPress appearance, select new theme. Are you sure you want to do it? Yes. Then you go to your website, everything's gone. Instead of immediately going to the backup, you want to go back and do those same steps, WordPress appearance, and choose the theme that you had before. and See if that hopefully restores everything because... It should. There's no reason why it yeah. shouldn't. But. I
1: mean, there's always a chance that someone coded a theme incorrectly and it deletes right. content if you switch. Hopefully it doesn't happen, um, but uh, you you never know. So, right.
0: That's why having a backup is important, but it shouldn't yeah. be your first step if you change themes and things break. Yep. Your first step is just to go back and try and put it back in what, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, the next question goes right along with this. Yeah, it's All yours.
0: How do I back up my content? Um, so there are many services that can be used to back up sites and content. Um, if you just want your content backed up to your you know, your own personal site or Dropbox or something, um, go to Tools, Export, and then Export All or Export Posts and Pages. If you want a full-size backup, then first see if your host provides one. If not, um, we recommend Vault which is part of the... Uh, WordPress.com, uh, Little World, or Backup Buddy. Both of those are paid backups, um, uh, but they're really robust. And I think they both—I know Volpress helps you restore them if it breaks. Uh, I think Backup WordPress Buddy does. Getting too. some
1: weird noises coming through for some reason. Rachel just talked about how to back up your content. That's um, very important to do. Uh, also, your host might have uh, a backup solution too yep. built in. Um, which is uh, important. Uh, I personally would recommend a host that does that. If your host does not, um, and you want to make sure there are
0: you know that there are two components to your backup. There's a database component and then there's the WordPress component. Yep. And I don't know the specifics, but you want both of those uh-huh. because one and or the other will not.
1: Um, yeah. So so the database is just um, what you're, what the WordPress software is reading from, right? right. So it's just the, the, the really the technical stuff. Um, the, the rest of it is the actual files, the physical files, that, um, the PHP files, the text files, the whatever files that come with WordPress, your plugins and themes, and your uploads, all the images you upload to either uh, a gallery plugin or to um, the media library and a poster page or anything like that. So, yep. um, okay. Lenzo asked, uh, I hate my hosting company, but I heard it's impossible to move your site to a new host. I'm scared. How do I do it? Um, so, <laughs> whatever host you decide on to move, uh, to move to can likely do site migrations for you. I know yep. at imagely we do them 100% free. Um, some charge, some do not. Uh, there are some plugins to help with the process if you want to try it yourself, which, yep. you know... Um, May not be the best if you're if you're asking how to do a migration. You may not want to attempt yeah. it yourself. But um, so there are some plugins. For example, Backup Buddy, which does backups, also does migrations. Yep. So you can use Backup Buddy or WP Migrate Pro, is specific for migrations only. Um, but then, like I said, uh, hosts like Imagely, SiteGround, GoDaddy, WP Engine—they all offer free site migrations. So if you're nervous about it, but you want to change hosts go to a host that does free migrations or even if they charge for migrations, you know, that's, um, synthesis, um, made by the rainmaker, um, uh, rainmaker digital. They, uh, their host, you have to pay to migrate, like to have them migrate you. Uh, I think it's a one time $99 fee. So it's not terribly expensive. Um, if you're really dissatisfied with your current host and you want to go to a new one and they are charging, if it's under a hundred dollars to do the migration, suck it up. it's a business expense. Um,
0: well, and we said, I mean, this is really where the difference between managed hostings and, you know, shared pay on your own. Um, so it, it, we can even talk in the, the context of GoDaddy because GoDaddy has both. GoDaddy, which yep. is just you buy a URL and you have shared hosting and you pay, what, three bucks a month to have everything in there. Yeah. And yeah. they also have this WordPress managed hosting and you pay more than $3 a month, considerably more. Yep. And Within that price structure, you are getting these these other things so if you're moving even just from GoDaddy to goDaddy managed, you know you want to make sure that you're getting the top level service that you're yeah. paying for
1: well, when it comes to GoDaddy itself, one fortunate thing is you're still on their servers, so they're gonna do the migration for you just by you signing up for their managed um so they they and they automate that whole process so Because it's on their server, they don't need to really do any heavy lifting. They can just click a button and it automates it.
0: So I I agree with that in theory, but I've definitely had situations where GoDaddy is always about the upsell. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people get confused, too. It's not just GoDaddy, SiteGround. I mean, they all make their money by moving people through to the managed hosting. Right. And so I think the difference here is you, as a business there is advantages to that upsell with the managed hosting, but oh, yeah. the things that you want to avoid are you don't need more than one hosting plan. Even if you have more than one website, you want to make sure that you're on a plan that will have two or five sites so that you don't need to have two or five hosting plans.
1: Right? Yeah. Managed, um, the way managed hosting works is not unlimited everything like a shared host is. It's right. It's literally, you're paying for X amount of sites, not domains, X amount of sites, so how many right. times do you install WordPress? Right. Um, you're paying for a uh, specified bandwidth, specified storage, specified um, visits each month, Absolutely. so you have to make sure you know your numbers, and to find out, check with your current host. Right. Um, know your numbers before you go to a new plan, because you can always upgrade, of course, but um, you don't want to go to a plan that thinking, hey, I can do all my uh, sites again, and you're only limited to two, right. um, which Definitely. is nothing wrong with it, because for the most part, most photographers only need one or two, but right. you know, um, you need to know what you, for example, Aaron and Jeff Youngren have nine WordPress right. sites, So they have um, nine
0: separate installations. Separate, now, and we yes, should say yes. you could have three URLs. Like you could have photography, a, a photography, photography, by a.com. So you could own all of those URLs and have them redirect to one WordPress installation. Um, so that's different. So what we hear a lot with the hosting conversation is I'm scared. So I stay with something that may be subpar, that may have a lot of downtime because I don't want to switch. And there are a lot of resources within the hosting plan that you're switching to. So don't be afraid to to ask those questions and to rely on them to help you with that migration process.
1: Great. Great. Um, Number seven. It's all yours.
0: Number seven. I'm looking at this. Um, Adam asked, what resources would you recommend for someone graduating from wordpress.com? This is a great question. And, um, it's a question that I get asked a lot when people are starting on wordpress.com. Am I going to be able to switch later? Yep. The good news is because wordpress.com is really built, you know, in conjunction with wordpress.org, the, the, uh, the change is very simple. Um, the WordPress software has an available plugin called WordPress Importer. Using it will import all of your page and post content and images to a new WordPress install. Um, outside of that, we recommend working with the host to handle migrations, again, what we just talked about, um, especially when migrating from a WordPress.com account, which has no available FTP access. So, yep. the one thing that will not come over with a WordPress.com account is your visual stuff, your theme, like how your theme looks, exactly. but all of your text and images, the stuff you uploaded will come over rather yeah. easily.
1: Now you can always reinstall the theme you're reusing um, on WordPress.com. Aren't WordPress. some com. of them
0: only WordPress.com?
1: No, the ones that are on WordPress.com are available um, on WordPress, either they're free on WordPress.org, or yeah. they're a premium that's sold um, direct to customers or through WordPress.com. Okay. So they can still get it if they want to. I've um, never
0: had a theme come over because the reason most people come from WordPress.com is because yeah. they want the better themes right. that you can get on yeah.
1: WordPress.org. The, the WordPress importer won't import that too, but you can go out and get that theme and install okay. it manually on your new site if you wanted to. Um I will say, Adam, uh, now I spoke to Adam privately, and uh he's not only switching from WordPress.com, but also SmugMug. He's going from a WordPress.com, which he has somewhat control over it, more control over you would that than you would with a, a Weebly or a Wix because, um, a Weebly or Wix, they own the, the design and everything, um, and a Squarespace and so on. Even
0: Squarespace. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but, uh, he's also going from a SmugMug, which he, the only thing he owns on SmugMug is the images. Um, so he's coming to a WordPress.org hosted on Imagely. Um, he's going to be using NextGen Pro to, to do his, uh, photo sales, which is great. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff um, from Adam. And that, that's so.
0: what, why we're here because you can do all of these things that you're doing in individual, the smug mugs, the Zenfolios for yeah. your album proof, I mean, for your album, for your image proofing um, and then the websites and then the WordPress blogs, you can do that all in WordPress. Yep. So this is why some of these questions are so relevant because it is really scary to think about all these moving parts coming into one place. But yeah. once it's in one place, I promise you, you will love it.
1: <laughs> um, so the next one is actually, we have two questions from uh, Amber. I'll ask the first one. Um, Amber asked, what three to five things <laughs> should I do every time I blog to boost or maintain my SEO? Now, it's a very uh, sort of open-ended question. Now, she yes. asked for three to five things. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give five things, um, but know that it doesn't end at five. Right. <laughs> um, but we could go on forever. We can do a whole episode on this. And I think I, I do want to get... Um, Um, Zach Prez to come talk about SEO because I could talk about SEO, but I'd rather have somebody else also come on and talk about it. So um, we'll have Zach Prez probably come on and talk about it. Um, Zach runs photographyspark.com. Yes, Um, and he
0: has an ebook I think, about SEO for photographers.
1: Um, So three to five things that I should do every time I blog to boost or maintain my SEO. Uh, Number one, the most reliable thing is to blog uh, one time uh, a week at the same day and time. So you want to have, um, what, what, uh, what Rachel loves to call dynamic content, um, <laughs> content that is always moving and changing and evolving. And it's always something fresh on your website, but you want to be, uh, consistent because search engines, they love that movement of content, but they also love the consistency of content. So right. they'll, they'll know if you're publishing every Tuesday at 8 a.m. that they're going to crawl your site every Tuesday at 8 a.m. looking for new content. Right. So. So if, um,
0: can I step in because this sure. is where Photoscribe lives. <laughs> um, 60% of the web is made up of go- Google robot at any given time, believe it or not, which is a lot. So in, part of you is blogging for your clients. That's a big part of you. But another part of you is blogging for those robots. So by thinking like a robot in algorithms and by blogging at the same day and the same time every week, your organic SEO goes through the roof. It really is the most reliable way with all of these Google algorithm changes and SEO things that are constantly, you know, that's a full-time job in and of itself. So just pick a day, pick a time and just schedule your blogs out for that. Yes.
1: Um, Next 300 words (laughs) per post. Now this is not an easy task. Trust me. It's not an easy task. No, Um, but if you need help, if you're a wedding photographer, a portrait photographer, child photographer, Story First Blogging can help. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> need, what this was created. Help.
0: that's what Story First Blogging was created for because yeah. the questions that we get asked, number one, is how do I hit 300 words and not say yeah. the same thing over and over? So yep. storyfirstblogging.com has some story templates that can help you there. But yes. 300 words minimum, That's you, know, so you got to hit it if, every time.
1: First, you don't have to do 300 words with every article, but no. the articles you want to rank well for, yes. um, really... Really, you want 500 words, but Google still l- per, likes 300 words as a minimum. Um, so. yeah,
0: and I think saying 500 words to photographers is scary. 300 scary. words to photographers is scary. Yeah. 300 words is three paragraphs, if you really think about it. If you have a beginning paragraph establishing who you're talking about, a middle paragraph talking about the shoot, and then an ending paragraph saying thank you. Um, it's much easier to hit that with weddings than it is with portrait sessions because there's a lot more to talk about if you're a wedding portrait photographer. Um, but 300 words isn't as long as you think. 500 words is, is long for yeah. a photographer.
1: <laughs> and and WordPress, uh, the post editor actually has, and page editor, has um, a word WordCamp built in. Yeah, okay. It's not real-time, so you actually have to hit save draft in okay. order to see the account. But if you're actually, you know, um, drafting your, your content in WordPress, there's a, a word count in there. Um, otherwise, Google Drive can do it, Microsoft Word, whatever.
0: And the next three that Scott's going to go over um, and this one, the 300 words, can all be found in that Yoast SEO plugin. Yes. So the nice thing about installing it is that everything that we talked about, or we're talking about other than posting at the same day and the same time. you can, it'll tell you if you're hitting that in the Yoast SEO plugin.
1: Um, so number three is make sure you're using one focus keyword per blog post. Now, as Rachel said, Yoast SEO, um, has this feature called focus keyword in in there. You're saying, okay, my keyword is, uh, New Jersey wedding photography. then when you, uh, it's now real time. It used to be, you had to hit save draft. Now it's a real time. So it uh, analyzes your, your content in real time as you're writing it. Um, But now, uh, so you would start writing your content and it'll see, you know, are you optimizing the content for the keyword New Jersey wedding photography? Right. So um, use one focus keyword. There is a premium version of Yoast SEO, which allows for two or multiple. I I don't know what the limit is. um, Focus keywords. Most people don't see a point to that feature in the premium version because you only want one. Um, So worry about one. <laughs> if you were considering Yoast SEO Premium for that one feature, um, consider it for other features because that, I don't get it. Um,
0: yeah. But I well, love Yoast SEO, so
1: nothing and against you. Yoast, Yoast
0: has done a lot of uh, articles about why just one. Yes. So uh, they've gotten a lot of feedback about. I want more than one. So that must be why they added Maybe. it in the premium. But really, you only need one.
1: It could be that they're just trying to test, you know, for, to do some testing content of how it, which would rank better. That could yeah. be it. I don't know. Um, anyway, so next, uh, number four, make sure you're including the keyword in your post title. And that's hard. It is very hard to do that and not sound like a robot. But it's very important. Um, in fact, it might be one of the most important things for the blog post is that it, the keyword is in the title. Um, and we should
0: say that the keyword, your focus keyword needs to be different every time.
1: Yes. Yep. So that's yeah.
0: another, That's why it's difficult because New Jersey wedding photographer, you can't say that for all 50 blog posts right. every yep. time. You can Correct. only say it once. So you have to find the different ways to say it. And that's why not only do you have to find the keyword, then you have to find a way to naturally put it into your post title. Yep.
1: Um, and a little um, sub sub answer to go with that is you want that keyword towards the beginning of the post title yes um so your keyword should be you know new jersey wedding photography then the rest of the post title um so anyway or
0: it can be the couple's name which you know dana and jerry slash new jersey wedding because that's not like you don't want a super long thing before the keyword yes you ultimately want it up front but you do have to think that you are talking to people so you know some of these things. None of this is hard and fast rules. Yeah, these are suggestions well, that will help.
1: Yeah. So um, with anything in SEO, uh, you want to make sure that yes, you're optimizing as best as you can for the for the robots. Right. But you still want to be you're still talking to humans. so you want right. to optimize for humans more than robots. So there's and Google that is line. getting
0: yeah, and Google is getting better at trying to discern uh, content that is useful versus content that is just like clickbaity.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, and and they're they're using all the all the content on your site to determine how you know certain page or posts should right. should rank. So um the last one, number five, make sure you're including an image, the an image whose file name and alt text contain that keyword. Yes. So instead of DSC1234.jpg, you want to say New Jersey hyphen Photography or wedding hyphen photography dot com dot uh, jpeg and um, your
0: photography business name and that's important because that's where Google image shirt image searches pull from and the nice thing about WordPress is if you rename them before you upload them they will automatically pull those file names into the alt text you yep. can manually go in and change it to be more without the dashes because the alt text doesn't need that but the file name needs to be right. one continuous Stream yeah.
1: of text, but if you do leave the alt um, the 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 hyphens in the alt text, it's not the end of the world. No. Google still knows that. Exactly. It's just it's up to, file names need that hyphen or or an underscore. You know that right. like underscore. Um, it
0: just needs no spaces. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, no spaces. Alt text, however, can read like a sentence. It doesn't make a difference. Just has to have the keyword in it.
0: So the do you know the background of alt text that those were used for text readers for people who right. were who had disabilities yeah, and yeah. they've become this SEO repository. Yep. But you know, there are still some limitations in some of it, but it's a good place to add those extra keywords if you need it.
1: Yep. Um, so uh, speaking of which, this is just a side note. It's a good tip. If you are a photographer who photographs people with um, um, sight disabilities, yes. so anybody who's blind or just poor vision, anybody who might use a screen reader, your alt text are extremely important. Yes. So you want those to read like, you know, really describing what the image is about. Right. Um, so, um, okay. So you, you want to go for Amber's second question, number nine.
0: So Amber also asks, what is the best way to ensure people who mention me in the web also include a backlink to my site? So uh, I'm going <laughs> to let you answer this because I'm not <laughs> really sure what she's asking here.
1: Yeah. So basically she's saying um, for people who mention her, um, so you no, know, I just checked out Amber's article and, or Amber's photo. And it's, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, there's no guarantee that someone is going to, um, uh, link to, it, link, yeah. link to her link to that photo. So there's no way, there's no way to guarantee it. So I'm sorry to break it to you, Amber. There's no way to guarantee somebody links back to you when they mention you on their site or anywhere. Right. However, um, there are multiple services that add a url a trackable url at the end of anything that's been copied or pasted copied oh, and pasted so there's a company called uh, tint t y n t that has a tool called copy and paste and what it does is literally places a link to wherever you the person copied and pasted content from adds a little tracking hash after at the end of the url and, uh, includes it if they, when they paste it. Now, yes, somebody can remove that, but again, there's no guarantee. So, right.
0: Well, uh, I mean, cause you're asking somebody on their WordPress blog, who's talking about you to make sure that they have a link. And so this tint T Y N T will then, can you walk me through it a little bit? It will, if so, they copied it from your website, then the, 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 that link will automatically go in.
1: Yeah. So, and they paste it somewhere else. That link will automatically stay with it. Um, If you want to see a good example, digitalphotographyschool.com. Yeah. They, last I checked, they use it. Okay. So you can copy content from digitalphotographyschool.com. That's with hyphens, digital-photography-school.com. hyphen And you can copy text, paste it somewhere else, and it should add there the tint um, style URL thing in the pasted. It's it's
0: a really interesting question because maybe it's more about education. If somebody is using a client or an industry colleague is using – you know, your stuff, excuse me, make sure you ask them to include a link or yeah. follow up with them. And, yep. you know, it's more about the education than the technical backend stuff. Yeah.
1: Yep. Definitely. So um, the last question, uh, and this is a, I think it's going to be a big one. Um, Howard asked, I use headway themes, but I want to recommend, I want you to recommend a simple WordPress theme instead. No issues with headway, but I want something simpler. I only use a site for client galleries. I want to start blogging. I need a starter theme that I can purchase, start using right away, and build on that is meant for photographers. Meants a lot. (laughs) Yes, me too. Um, Headway themes, for anybody who doesn't know, Headway themes is a page builder style drag and drop theme, just like a Divi or a Beaver Builder or um, any of those. But it Um, doesn't even
0: matter where they're coming from. It's just where they're going, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, So uh, this is a little bit of... uh, Shameless um, self-promotion. I think I have to. I have to include this because um, my recommendation is uh, always going to be a Genesis child theme. Right. I personally prefer simpler over so much going on with a the theme. Um, Genesis is one of the best frameworks out there. Uh, they're super simple because they're designed for speed, SEO, security and code quality, four important factors. Now, the shameless self-promotion part of this is going to be mentioning Imagely. Um, I don't like doing this often, but um, by the time this uh, episode airs, we're going to have our themes out there, and I want people to know. Um, Imagely is coming out with a variety of photography style Genesis themes.
0: Right.
1: Um, now, these are trial themes, meaning you can buy the, the Imagely themes And you then have to go and buy Genesis. Two separate themes you have to buy. The Imagely theme basically is a separate theme that sits on top of Genesis, adding our styling and functions on top of the Genesis framework. Um, So you can be on the lookout for those. Again, by the time this airs, they should be out. Um, And uh, that'll be at demos.imagely.com. I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes. You can also see I'm using uh, a theme called Imagely Ansel. Uh, on my website, scottwyden Currently in beta at the time that we're recording this, but it should be done um, by the time this airs. So yeah, that's and I'm my switching
0: over to you. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's back that up because I think there's the Imagely portion, but there's also the Genesis yes. framework portion. So yes. Genesis is actually really well known and respected within the WordPress community. So right. outside of the world of photography, um, Genesis is the go to for uh,
1: Major corporations, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, here's a fun fact. Fun fact, number one. um, Genesis theme, the Genesis framework, the actual Genesis theme, is being used on more WordPress websites than the default WordPress themes.
0: Oh, that is interesting. Whenever I go to, like, WordCamps and I hang out with WordPress dev people, they always talk about Genesis themes. Now, now translating that into the photography space has taken a really long time.
1: Yes. So... Um, yeah, because Genesis, it's not uh, the easiest theme to work with as far as um, activate it and you're done. You right. know, it requires um, looking through documentation. It requires a little bit of setup because Genesis themes, um, the home pages typically rely on widgets um, for the layout. And so documentation always walks you through what widget to use where and why. Um, However, uh, we, uh, we're coming up with a solution where we, there's a uh, widget import export plugin that uh, we're going to supply default widgets as an, in a file. And then in the documentation of how to set up the, the theme, we'll say install this plugin, download this widget file, import this widget, the widget settings, and it'll automatically set up your homepage for you that you can then tweak it to your liking. Um, but uh, yeah, so the reason why no... Genesis hasn't been a standard in the photography spaces because no one's made it um, non-technical yet.
0: Right. So, so there, there is that difficult level of you know developers love it, but how do ordinary people yeah. get through and like manipulate it? So yep. that's what Imagely has done. Imagely has taken the photocratty look because photocratty was not on the Genesis. Well,
1: right yes yeah, So photo was its own framework um we right. took i think two or three of the photo designs the most popular ones yeah we converted them into genesis child themes under the imagely brand right. but then we have a bunch of fresh ones that um i'm just so excited for because they're beautiful um our our, fa- our ceo eric has been working um long hours uh working on these themes he's uh Taken on this project, and he's already I think eleven of them are done, and he hopes to have fifteen done by uh, WPPI. But it's only two weeks away. I'm right. recording so I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, it's still exciting. Uh, well, still and, exciting. and I
0: think that because we would get this question, and we would say Genesis themes, and photographers would come back and say, "Okay, well, what's the best Genesis theme for photographers?" And right. that answer wasn't there before. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there is. You know, obviously, many many other options and themes, but. The industry, the WordPress industry standard is Genesis themes. Now, with Imagely, you know we're able to offer viable options to photographers.
1: Yep, Um, exactly. But Um, again,
0: there's thousands and thousands of themes. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, if you so going away from the Genesis and Imagely, if you want simple, um, you could you could look at really any theme that's in the WordPress directory. Um, Any free theme is going to be simple because. Um, the WordPress theme review team doesn't allow themes with all these functions and drag and drops and all this stuff. They require simple. Yep. So Yeah.
0: And, and we should make the differentiate between when you talk about WordPress repository, WordPress.org has a certain number of themes that live within it. Then there are other things you can buy. Um, and that's where you start getting dicey that's the theme forest of the world and that's where you need to make sure that the support is happening and that's where you need to make sure that the themes aren't buggy and you know interacting with other things so again this is where the big wide world of WordPress can get really scary for photographers who just need a easy website that works well yep. um, and so that's why the Genesis yeah. theme will do that it's just technical yep.
1: <laughs> But, yeah and but we're making it easy, so that's good yes. um so um there we go yeah there's ten questions. ten questions hopefully we uh gave everybody the answers they were hoping for um again if you uh you know if you have questions for the future, you can uh for you know episode twenty now at this yeah. point that's crazy to think about um if you have questions for the next q and a episode go to imagery.com dot com slash podcast slash q um but that's it for today. Um, yeah. But so, thank
0: you again to our listeners. Yeah. I mean, when Scott and I started this, I don't think we really appreciated how people would listen and ask questions. And the feedback that we've gotten has been so positive. Yeah. Um, and that's because of you guys who are listening now. So thank you.
1: Yes, thank you very much. Um, so to listen to uh, or to see the show notes from today's episode, go to imagely.com slash podcast slash 10. 10. Um, Thanks, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host.
0: Thank you, Scott, for everything that you do.
1: (laughs) And uh, see you next time.
0: Bye. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.